Namaste, namaskaram, vanakam, namo namaha, jai Ganesh. Hinduism's greatest gift to the world. Namaste. Namaskaram to our elders. Namas, I bow, te, to you. Why? Because as the palms coming together indicate, we Hindus are recognizing that I am a soul and you are a soul. The Sanskrit Hindu, Namaste, is a soulful greeting. Recognizing that all of us are essentially the soul or Atmana in Hindu Dharma. Now, of all the religions of the world, those well-known and those not so well-known, but all equally valid, Hindu Dharma, Hinduism, the Hindu religion, is one of the few that clarifies who we are. This is often the first question that is posed to a disciple by their guru. Who are we? Body, mind, emotions, and soul. In the Hindu Yoga Dharma, we say Deha, Mana, Babaha, Atmana. Obviously, we know we are a body with a mind and emotions. But it is Hindus that clearly define this Atmana which literally means not mind, mana, atmana. Similarly, the English word spirit or spiritual means incorporeal or not the body, and of course not the mind or the emotions. But when asked what is this spirit or soul outside of the Hindu tradition, there's not always a very clear answer. Is it the breath, as in the monotheistic religions, and therefore when, they, when the breath is gone or the physical existence is gone, so too is the soul? Or does the soul live on? And what is this soul? Well, we Hindus define the Atmana as a reality. Sat, chid, or chit, Ananda, Sat, Chid, Ananda. Pure existence or pure consciousness, Sat. Which then becomes that which is truthful. But essentially pure existence, pure consciousness, Sat, Chid. Pure energy. And of course the first emanation of energy is sound energy, obviously. And then light energy. And ananda is bliss or love. Love is a warm experience. Hence the very science of our inner essence, pure consciousness, pure energy, sound energy, light energy, which then becomes heat energy or warmth or the human experience of being alive and of love. Love is a warm experience. Sat, chit, 
Ananda. Jyoti, Shakti, Shanti, Ananda Shanti. Or love and light and energy. Our inner essence is pure energy, Shakti. It is pure light, Jyoti, which is also the feeling of lightness. And it is pure love, Ananda, and a peaceful sense of love, Ananda Shanti. Jyoti Shakti Ananda Shanti, love, light, and energy. Om, this are we with emotions, mind, and body. Now Hindus recognize that all of us, and not just humans, but animals as well, indeed all of life is pervaded by energy which we know simply transforms. Therefore we recognize that everyone is the Atmana using Sanskrit, or soul or spirit using English. And remember that since soul or spirit is incorporeal, Atmana, not the mind, incorporeal as well. No body can be spiritual. So much for the spiritual but not religious cliché. So if we recognize the reality of our inner essence of this love and light and energy, it's valid to ask, well then, why bad? Why evil? Think for a moment that energy just is what it is. It's up to us what we do with that energy. We can use energy to help other people. We can use energy to build bombs and kill other people. So too with light. We can use light to illuminate, to read, the feeling of lightness, which defeats depression. Or we can also use light to blind someone. Intense light can actually destroy someone's vision. Now love. Love can be twisted, distorted, perverted into a very narcissistic, selfish love. So the while it's true that we are all this inner essence of love, light, and energy, it's what we do with that love and light and energy. This is why we speak of young souls and old souls. Now, in an analogy, imagine a huge bonfire. And we grab a hold of a stick and pull it out of the fire. The fire is the same, but yet different. It's a smaller flame. Yet it is constituted of the same qualities. This is an analogy for our individual soul, Atmana. Hindus call it the Jeev Atma. So we are this love, light, and energy coming from a larger source 
of love, light, and energy. And when we merge back into that, it's simply analogous to taking the individual stick of fire and putting it back in the fire. No difference at that point. So presently, we're all encapsulated as an individual, atmana, a jivatman, in this body, mind and emotions to be respected for their specifics. This is the nam and rup, the name and form that must be respected in life. Never confusing generalities and specifics. In general, we are all that inner love, light, and energy with very specific body, mind, and emotions, language, ethnicity, customs, and religions to be respected for their specifics. Understanding the totality of our being, body, mind, emotions, and soul, makes clear the two natural laws of cause and effect and the changing of form. Because of our actions, we reap the results. Physically, we eat too much, we get a stomach ache. We eat too little, we get thin and waste away. This is a natural law of cause and effect which simultaneously changes the form of the body and the mind and the emotions. Hinduism recognizes these two natural laws as karma and samsara. Karma is the Hindu understanding of cause and effect with the important caveat that this is related to the realization or the retardation of our soulful realization. There must be the soulful element, the atma element, to be true karma. Otherwise, it's simply cause and effect. Samsara is reincarnation, which is happening all the time in this very life. On various timetables, our body, mind, and emotions are changing form. So too, our inner essence, the Atmana, the soul, if you will, perhaps even unaware of it, is changing form, the energy, the light, the experience of love. Fully realizing these occurrences, one realizes that we are simply uncovering through our actions, this inner energy and light and love to be put to a positive use. Therefore, we are all that inner atmana or soul, if you will. We just may not be consciously conscious of it. In an analogy... The sun is always there, the moon is always there, but we don't always see them. On a cloudy day, we don't see the sun, even though we know that it's there. The clouds are so thick. We realize as Hindus that we are all this Atmana, 
whether we realize it or not. Not realizing it is simply the coverings that are obscuring the conscious experience of this positive inner energy, light, and love. What are those coverings? Well, in Saivite Hinduism, we wear the tripundra, the three vertical stripes across the forehead, made from cow dung, called vibhuti, purified cow dung. So very literally, we are taking the BS in our life, if you know what we mean, and transforming it into vibhuti, into refined ash. And symbolically, and hopefully on a daily basis, trying to burn up greed, anger, and lust. Loba, kroda, kama. A little refection, and we see that many of our human problems come from greed. Power hungry, egoism, anger, and lust, which is excessive desire for anything. Money, sex, power, fame. Loba, Kroda, Kama. These are the primarily three things that are obscuring the realization of our inner essence of this love, light, and energy. Greed, anger, and lust. Now, how do we conquer this greed and anger and lust? There's a classic story in the Vedas, the Chandogya Upanishad, what the thunder said. Da, da, da. When you hear the thunder rolling. And the disciples are asking the Guru to explain profound aspects of life. And the Guru simply says, da, 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 three times. Seeing if the chelas, the students, can come up with the answer. The first da is dana, giving, which is the solution to greed. Be a giving person. This is why in all true religions, everything is offered on a donation basis. Nobody pays to go to church, mosque, synagogue, mandir. It's free to enter. One, of course, leaves a donation to help the ongoing work and maintenance of the facilities. This is what we call dakshina. So this is the give and take. If we're always on the take, that's greed. Solution, dana, to give. What's the solution to anger? Krodha. Dayadvam. Compassion. Also karuna. In the Tirukurao, it is said that of all the ways, compassion will prove the means to Liberation. Remember that compassion demands passion. We have to live life, live our many lifetimes. It's only when we live and we know the joys and the sorrows of life that we can truly have compassion for another going through the same experiences. Compassion is the counter to anger. Kama, lust, is countered by damyata, seeking to control ourselves. 
and only we can do this, exercise self-control over our excessive lust for money, power, sex. Loba krodakama dana dayadvam damyata. Uncovering the Atmana is a daily ongoing sadhana or discipline for Hindus. And note that we put on these three stripes every day, meaning that if we're honest, we all get a little bit greedy, a little bit angry, a little bit lusty during the day. So we vow to the next day try harder, removing greed, anger, and lust in our life. For when we do that, then we put on the, the bindi, the potu, the mark of the third eye point, the mark of a Hindu, which is where we contemplate the inner light of the Atmana, the Antar Jyotir, the light within. Realizing this Atmana, Atma Darshana Paramo Dharma, for Hindus, the supreme duty in life is to see the Atmana, or realize the Atmana, Atma Darshana Paramo Dharma. And this reality is why Hindus have always cremated the dead, burning up the body, mind, and emotions, realizing that the inner essence, the Atmana, goes on. Perhaps lives for a time in the spirit plane, the inner worlds, the lokas, to be reborn again and again and again. Samsara, reincarnation. In the monotheistic religions, until recently, cremation was forbidden. Somehow not understanding truly what was the soul or the spirit, perhaps thinking that the actual physical body would resurrect, hence burial, at the second coming. Now remember that reincarnation or samsara is happening all the time. Reincarnate. We're taking on one form after the another as the body, mind, and emotions are continually changing. This is clearly visible when you haven't seen someone for 10 or 20 years. And perhaps you don't even recognize them, though it is the same person. The body has obviously changed. So too, the mind and perhaps the emotions. So it's this understanding of the Atmana and reincarnation that demonstrates the supreme goal of life, the supreme love and compassion of life. For when we make mistakes, what mature adult, what mature parent does not give their child a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance? It's clear that in any one lifetime we may make some very serious mistakes in life. Are we then destined for a hellish existence after that? Or do we get to try again? Isn't this what a compassionate individual does? When we sincerely admit when we've done wrong, we get another chance. And it takes more than one life to develop the necessary 
passions in life that give us this ultimate compassion, having been through innumerable experiences. Recovering alcoholics, drug addicts, always know that it is a recovering alcoholic that can help them because they know where they've been. Samsara reincarnation is the ultimate loving justification for the many experiences that we have in life as we're destined to ultimately realize this inner essence of love and light and energy. Fully realizing that we are all the Atmana, the soul, hence Namaste. We realize why when we get together in a group, we feel more energy, we feel more lightness, we feel more love, because now we have more than one soul gathered together. So again, with the analogy of the fire, we are individual souls coming from a greater source of love, light, and energy. This is actually the very definition of the Sanskrit Tamil Hindu word yoga, yogam, to yoke, yuj, to our atmana, and brahman. Brahman refers to a greater source of the atmana, this greater source of love and light and energy, this greater source of sat-chit-ananda, sometimes also referred to as the param-atma. Yuj atman brahman cha. Hence, in the Hindu yoga dharma, we have a well-proven methodology for in any one lifetime, more and more realizing our inner essence of love, light, and energy. Yoga too is the great gift to the world. However, remember that when we are given a gift, if we're honest, we recognize the giver. And we certainly don't take the gift, claim it to be our own, and then sell it to others. Yes, namaste. Yoga, these are great Hindu gifts to the world. However, to be recognized as something coming from the Hindu dharma, Hinduism, the Hindu religion. One may freely learn these aspects of Hinduism, but always to be respected as coming from Hindus, from the Hindu dharma. And certainly never pretending to teach them or certainly divorce them from the original giver. So when we take something like the word yoga, which has been very distorted today, and say this was a gift India, well, it wasn't from India. Essentially, it was from the Hindus. It's a gift from the Hindus, from Hinduism. But again, we don't turn around and deny the giver. Take this gift and make it our own and then try to sell it. What do we call someone who sells a gift they don't own? 
So the Sanskrit, Tamil, Hindu word yoga, yogam, profoundly means to yoke to our individual soul, our atmana, and then brahman. This then becomes the Hindu lifestyle, yoga. Now, in general, we can explain as Hindus to others this gift of the realization that we are all souls to be respected in each individual and how they express it. And we can also give a very general gift of how to more and more experience this inner love and light and energy. Simply but profoundly, start with being ethical and honest and selflessly serving others. In general, is this not what all religions purport to teach? Ethic, ethical codes of conduct, selfless service? Then be fully devoted. Devotion is the secret ingredient to life. Without being devoted to oneself, family, friends, spouse, job, hobbies, religion, one will never be successful. Then we go deeper into concentrating on our specific areas of interest. And if we keep up this process, we will gain success. We will achieve what might be called more and more enlightenment, in light we're meant to be. Simply following a pattern of ethics, devotion, concentration, which is essentially the meaning of the word meditation. Repeating this process gives the ongoing experience of success or realization. EDME, Ethics, Devotion, Meditation to Enlightenment, EDME. However, we must respect how these four processes are explained in the different religions of the world. For example, in the Hindu yoga dharma, Hinduism, the Hindu religion, these four classic steps to realize the spirit are the four yogas of Hinduism, karma yoga, Hindu ethics and selfless service, bhakti yoga, Hindu devotions, very specific, raja yoga, Hindu meditations or more appropriately contemplations, and Gyan Yoga, Enlightenment, which is an outer study and an inner awakening or inner study. And within these classic four yogas, we find Hatha Yoga, Hindu devotional postures, Mantra Yoga, Hindu devotional chants, Japa Yoga, Hindu devotional chants on beads, Nada Yoga, Hindu music. Nata Yoga, Hindu devotional dance. Bharat Natyam, for example. So Hinduism's gift to the world in general is to say, realize that we are all souls of love and light and energy which would greatly alleviate conflicts, wars, Hence the very important principle of ahimsa, 
nonviolence, which does not mean we cannot have conflicts and confrontations. We just strive our utmost to not let those turn into violent behavior. Ahimsa should never be defined as not being able to stand up and confront when necessary. This is actually the message of the Bhagavad Gita. There are times to stand up and fight, but we must do so realizing that each one is an Atmana, is a soul. And we Hindus share the gift of a tremendous wisdom of how any of us can more and more realize this inner essence, just be ethical. Within your chosen tradition, be devoted within your chosen tradition. Meditate within your chosen tradition. Keep up this process, and you too will realize your inner essence of love, light, and energy. So as Hindus, we give you this great gift of how to proceed in general, and then we all must respect how this is specifically carried out. Remember when we speak of Atmana and Namaste and Yoga, this is all specifically the Hindu path to the realization of the Atmana. If one would like to learn it, welcome. But please respect it. Don't divorce it from the roots of Hindu yoga, dharma. What happens when you take something from its roots? Hmm. So be strong in your own religious spiritual tradition and follow it. If perhaps you find it's not the one for you, do the right thing. Ethically leave it and then ethically join another. So give yourself and the world the gift of your inner essence of love and light and energy and find a religious spiritual tradition that best expresses that for you. And when it comes to namaste, atma, yoga, thank the Hindus and the Hindu yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific lifestyle for these gifts. Om Tat Sat Chit Ananda.